excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. For the next segment, he's going to share the message to you by Psalm 16, so feel free to follow along. Yeah, so it's, um, I think it's obvious that you can often tell how someone's doing by, like, how, how life is going for them, by how they're acting or speaking. Um, we helped watch our neighbor's kids this week, and uh, one of them was just in tears as he had to go to bed and put his toys away. It was very obvious how he felt about that circumstance and situation. As he, you know, I don't want to go to bed. He's setting the next toy in the bed. Um, and we all give off very clearly in different ways um, how we're feeling about what we're going through. Um, and I think that the, the psalm tonight uh, stands in, in contrast to that almost and in a challenge to that. And just that even in difficult circumstances that God is good and that we find joy in him. He gives us joy. Um, and so in the psalm we see uh, that it looks like David has either gone through a hard time recently or is going through a hard time. Just verse 1, uh, he's asking God to preserve him. And in verse uh, 10, he mentions that basically he's almost seen death in something that's recently happened to him. Um, and so this is David's attitude even in that difficult time. And um, it's impressive, as we'll see. Um, and I think that he he starts off towards the beginning saying, no, I have no good apart from God. That uh, in, the, in verse 4, he rejects and says, you know, the sorrows of those who run after another God will multiply. Um, and their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. And so he rejects up front, even though he's going through something difficult, other options or other attempts to fix what's going wrong. Um, I think it's really instinctive for us to try to, to fix what's wrong. Um, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Uh, I think we joke at my job, like I do software and website development, and uh, we joke that if there weren't problems, we wouldn't have work. Um, and so, you know, I spend most of my day trying to fix problems. Um, and I think that what probably happens with us and with serving, like, other gods, like idols, like, things that we care about more than God himself, is that we misinterpret the problem there. Um, the problem is not necessarily with the situation. The problem's more with ourself. Um, and that when we're taking on idols or trying to worship other gods alongside God, we're saying we're basically trying to use more of ourselves to fix the problem with ourselves. Um, and so we need to look to God, who is who is outside of ourselves, to come in and um, work on us in difficult circumstances. Um, and in contrast to those idols and to um, the struggles we may face, we know that God is good. Um, and in verses 5 through 6, uh, 
David really clearly contrasts the, the goodness of God with just kind of the foolishness of the other options uh, when we're going through something hard. He says, the Lord is my chosen portion in my cup, which kind of contrasts with the drink offerings that he talks about in verse 4. And he says, you know, I have a beautiful inheritance. Uh, in this picture, you know, vast land. When he says the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places, think about the boundary markers of property, um, which we don't see in the city much, but I grew up in the country, so I can actually think of seeing boundary markers and like lines of property. Um, and he's saying, no, this is vast inheritance uh, versus the sorrows multiplying. Um, and even more than that, this is something, um, you know, David shows full confidence in God. Uh, you know, he says, my, my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices. Um, so he feels just every bit about him feels fully secure in God. And like I said before, he says, you know, he's basically stared death in the face, and um, but he trusts God, even in that instance. Um, just that because the Lord is at his right hand, he won't be shaken. Um, and so all the language he's using here is just showing his complete confidence in God um, and absolute fearlessness in the face of the situation. Um, and I think that, you know, that just steadfastness and that security in God... Um, What's interesting about this psalm is that it's, you know, it's later applied to Jesus, um, part of it. Um, it's applied to how uh, God was faithful to Jesus in his death and in his resurrection. Um, and so when it talks about, you know, you won't let, you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, uh, both Paul and Peter and Acts used that to say, you know, well, David ultimately died, even though he was protected in this instance. He went to the grave. Um, but Jesus was raised to life. Um, and the ultimate fulfillment of the promises here are in Jesus. Um, and so I think that that, you know, David had the, the work of the Lord in his life, and God was working with him, but we even have a clearer picture of what God has done in Jesus. And so when I see promises like, you know, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel, I think of the, the word that I hold here, and I think of the people that I sit among here who give me counsel. Um, when I think of, you know, in the night, my heart instructs me. I think about the, the security with which I can rest each night because I know that Jesus is, is caring for his people. Um, I think if you won't abandon my soul to Sheol, I think of the promise of the resurrection in Jesus that we share in. Um, so I think that Jesus makes a lot of the promises here really clear. Um, and what's interesting and, and convicting to me is that it goes beyond just that God is good, but that um, David acutely feels and knows that God is good. Uh, verse, verse 11, um, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, and there are other places, too. We mentioned verse 9, my heart is glad. Uh, you know, back in verse 1, it says, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. Um, and so there's something more than just an assent to the fact that God is good here. Um, I assent every year to the fact that I have to pay my taxes because I don't, like, I let them come out of my paycheck, and I don't try to swindle the government from them. Uh, but that's that's very different than than finding joy. Or we know there's a difference between affirming something and really uh, delighting in something or loving something. Um, I can tell you things that I'm very excited about for entertainment that are coming out. Or I can tell you about good friends that I have or how much I love Lauren. Um, and we we know like all those things are are true, but some of them are distinctly more meaningful to us. Um, and I think that uh, that's when we're, the work of the Christian life and the work of prayer 
and living each day is really moving from, you know, knowing that God is good to really to growing in a relationship with him. Um, knowing that these promises are true and that they really um, matter to how we live day to day. Um, that Jesus is really with us and we will not be shaken. Um, and I think we learn that through through the difficulties. Um, I know I've shared with my uh, community group that just last week, you know, I spent a long time preparing for like full time ministry, and I'm working in a totally different industry now. I did not expect to be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, and you know, the Lord's been really good in that. You know, I'm going into I've had a good job. I'm going into another good job, um, and it's learning. God's goodness in the situations, not always dependent on what we see. Um, and so I think that if we, you know, wrap back around, um, it's not necessarily that the situation is good or bad in our attitude towards that, but that the situation that we have with Jesus and the way that God loves us supersedes all other situations that we're in. Um, and so his, his promise of goodness looks so great and like so much greater than anything else that we 